Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Church Podcast. Visit us online at lifepointcentral.com. Gosh, I'm so excited about the word today. And it's something that has been stirring in me and something that God has actually been expecting out of me. And, and I want to see it come to pass in my life. And I'm expecting that to happen. And I'm expecting those things today from some things I'm going to share with you from the word that it will begin to happen in your life. That it will begin to happen in your life. But you know what? There's something that it takes and that's an expectancy. But I'm going to jump right into the word this morning. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to start with Ephesians 3.20. Can't imagine why that would be my scripture that I start with today. I cannot imagine, right? Can you imagine? What was that? Oh, come on. You know, I like dialogue. I like interaction. This isn't just about me talking. This is about you receiving also. So we may have to have some interaction going on this morning. Because what you're going to do is you're going to start pulling things from me, and I'm going to start pulling things from you, and then we're going to just see amazing things happen. Amen. Let's jump into the Word today. Ephesians 3.20. This is the NIV version. It reads this. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably, I love that, immeasurably more than we all can ask or imagine according to the power that is at work within us. According to the power that is at work within us. Um, The reason why this is something is so special to me is because it's something that's bigger than me and it's something that I can believe God for. And it reminded me when I was preparing for the message that when I got saved, some of you know the story and some of you may not know the story, but the night that I got saved actually was the night that I met Pastor Aaron. Um, But the night that I got saved, there was something that happened to me. There was something that transformed my life. There was some, there was excitement. There was expectancy. There was curiosity. There was some curiosities when I got saved. I had some questions, but there was also joy. There was something that went off on the inside of me the minute that I confessed and the minute that I said yes, there was something that changed in my life. There was some, internally, it was immediate. Externally, it took a little bit of time, but it was faster than what I had ever anticipated. And the reason why I share that with you is because we can be so excited when we come to Jesus and our life can be so totally changed in that moment and it can be so emotional and it can also be very, um, it's absolutely eternal and it's something that really sets the stage for our life to be changed if we allow those things because you have to allow him to become Lord in your life. You have to allow that to happen. And at that place in my life, I was so desperate. And I had a friend that prayed for me that I would be so desperate that I'd have nowhere else to turn but to Jesus. And it worked. It worked. Amen. It worked. And I literally jumped over the pews to get to the front. Had no idea why. But it was almost like a magnet that was just drawing me and pulling me in. And that was an exciting time in my life. And things changed. But you know, as time goes by sometimes, things can happen in our life. Life issues can happen, problems can happen. We begin to have questions. We might even begin to to think, okay, this isn't exactly what it was when it was what it was. And we begin to wonder, is this really all that there is? And you stop maybe believing for things. Or maybe you stop expecting God to do something great. 
Because when you're at a desperate place, anything that you expect is better than what you are in, right? Right. So I have a few questions this morning that I have asked myself that I want to ask you. And as I ask them, I really want you to think. And I want you to really like, if they resonate with you or they agree with you or there are things that you've actually said, I want you to be honest with yourself. And I really want you to answer that because you have to be honest with God. You have to be honest with him. He already knows what's happening in your heart. You have to be honest with him and say those things. So I'm gonna ask you these three questions. And as I ask these three questions, I really want you to think about them and I really want you to think about the answers. The first question is, when did we stop believing in God's promises? I am clicking, I am not sure why. Am I doing something? I'm sorry, I know that could be annoying. Um, when did we stop believing in God's promises? When? Has anybody ever been there? You might have stopped believing in his promise. You know his promise. You've spoke his promise. You've declared his promise. You have uh, confessed his promise so many times. But then there are times where you can stop believing in it. The next question is, who told you? This is one of the things that the Lord has spoken the most to me. Who told you that God stopped doing miracles? Who told you that? Because if you stop believing his promises, then you stop believing that he does miracles. And when that started rising up on the inside of me, I started thinking, you know, you hear about miraculous, you hear about these big, grander things. But I'm going to talk to you here in a few minutes about miracles and really what they are and what happens in our life on a day-to-day. -day. And the third question is, what happened or didn't happen to make you doubt his power? What happened or didn't happen in your life to make him doubt or make you doubt his power? And there were some questions that rose up on the inside of me. And there were some things that the, I was really had to be raw with the Lord and had to be honest. You know, something that I've learned from the beginning of the year, some of the trials that I've gone through from the beginning of 2023, because, you know, this is our joyful 23, right? And joyful, joy is a fruit, not a feeling. And so I really had to contemplate some of these questions. Has anybody ever had those questions? Yeah? Okay. Has anybody realized, you know, my day-to-day -day life has probably caused some of those questions to happen? And I just really, truly believe that, you know, um, excuse me, sorry, just a couple technical difficulties. Anyway, um, I don't know. I I'm sure I'm doing something wrong because I don't normally wear this, this growth on the side of my face. <laughs> I normally have a handheld, but I just really felt like I needed to use my hands today. I'm a person who talks with their hands. Um, but anyway, so those three questions. And my title for today, because I want to encourage you in something, is I still believe in miracles. I still believe in miracles. And this message is a standalone message. If you've been with us for the last couple of weeks, Pastor Aaron has done a couple standalone messages. This is my standalone message. And it's something that I just really felt like I needed to share with you. But I still believe in miracles. And you know what? Even in the midst of that doubt and the things that I've asked you and those questions, I am choosing by faith to believe for miracles in my life. And you know what else I'm choosing to believe for miracles? in your life. Because we wouldn't be good shepherds if we wouldn't believe for the very things that we desire, desire for you to ha happen in your life too. Amen?
Let me define actually what the word miracle means. It means it's a manifestation of divine spiritual power. A manifestation of divine spiritual power. This is something that happens. It manifests. But it's by the Spirit of God. It's a spiritual power that is at work. Dr. Tony Evans says this. He said, miracles by definition in, involve the invasion of the supernatural world into the natural world. So miracles invade supernaturally into your natural. But you know they won't happen unless there's some things that I'm going to share with you here in a few minutes. And this can only happen no matter how hard you work you cannot pull off the miraculous, no matter how hard you work. You can work as hard as you want to, but you can't pull it off. And you know why? I'm going to tell you why. This can only happen through faith in the power of the Holy Spirit. Your faith, your faith, the miraculous in your life can only happen it doesn't matter how hard you work at it. It doesn't even matter how hard you pray about it unless it's a prayer of faith because what it says is it can only happen, only happen by faith through the power of the Holy Spirit. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 3.20, according to the power that is at work in me. So... When the Lord started speaking that to me and he resonated that with my favorite scripture, it told me it was because that power that is in me is what will take. The faith that I have, that power that is at work in me is that faith that's going to prove that I'm going to see miracles if I expect those miracles. So you know what? That's one of the things in my lifetime before I go home to see my Lord, which, hey, we should all be excited about. But I never want to go before it's time because I don't want to miss out on something that he wants to do right now. And when it's time, it's time. And we can rejoice at that. But if it's not, then we've got some work to do. And we have some assignments. And we have some things that we need to begin from the supernatural to bring into our natural so that we begin to see miracles happen in our life. Galatians 3, 5 reads this. God gives you his spirit and works miracles in you. Oh, he works those miracles in you. You know why? Because he gives you his spirit. What did I just read? It's your faith in the power of the Holy Spirit. But does he do this because you obey the law of Moses or because you heard about Christ and have faith in him? There's the key. Not because of the law or having to obey the law but because of the grace, the faith in grace, the person of Jesus that you have is the reason why he can give you and work miracles through you. I love that. I love that. So answering some of your questions, who told you, who told you that you could stop believing that God does miracles? Because if you have faith by the power of the Holy Spirit, those miracles will work in you and work through you. Um, I'm going to give you three factors, three facts, actually. Why do we struggle 
to believe he still does miracles. There are three things, and I believe these are things that really hinder us from truly believing that God does not do miracles anymore. You know, one thing I do remember learning and, and, and asking God too, in Eastern culture, there are still countries that are seeing things like limbs growing back. They're seeing resurrection of people dying and coming back to life. They're seeing ears being restored, noses being restored, cleft palates being restored, things that there is an expectancy that they're doing because they're hearing and having faith because God said it, that settled it. And then they're beginning to see these things. And there were three factors that kind of come in to our Western culture. Come on now. Our Western culture. I'm not criticizing our culture. What I'm trying to do is encourage our culture that there's something that can change. There's something that can change so you begin to expect and see miracles just like other people. I do believe it takes us, though, with these three factors. One is doubt. I believe that we have to begin or that we have a lack of expectancy or faith that we could actually see something miraculous happen. We, we lack that because if it's not instantaneous, oh, it's not God. Does God do the instantaneous? Absolutely, he does. Absolutely, he does. But does he do things in your day-to-day? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. So there's doubt that comes in. That's a factor as to why we struggle to see miracles in our life today. That's just one factor. Has anybody ever dealt with doubt today? Even this morning, I dealt with doubt. Getting up here, sharing this with you. I had a lot of doubt going on. Doubt that I would be able to do things and articulate things that God wanted me to say. But you know what I had to do? I had to have faith in the power of the Holy Spirit that was inside of me so that he could do immeasurably more that I could ask, imagine, dare, think, or dream according to that power. Amen? Amen. The second thing is disappointment. You know, um, I grew up with disappointment. And... Because of disappointment, I became comfortable with disappointment. So when disappointment happened, it wasn't like, eh, it wasn't a real big deal. Eh, it was kind of like, oh, well, just another disappointment. And I'm not saying that's good. So I'm not telling you get comfortable with disappointment. What I'm saying is I, I, that is not probably a thing that I struggle the most with because, yeah, that just happened. That was something I became accustomed to or I became comfortable with. That's not right, but that's something that I did. However, Pastor Aaron and I, when we have these conversations, he doesn't do well with disappointment. And a lot of you might not do well with disappointment. And that's okay. Because I would never encourage you to get comfortable with disappointment. Mine was because of circumstances and conditions and how I grew up and the things that impacted my life that I didn't really have a lot of expectancy because when you have a lot of disappointment, you don't really have anything that you want to look forward to, right? But disappointment actually is something that may have happened to you or something that didn't happen for you. And when we get comfortable with disappointment, it begins to hinder the faith that we're having by the power of the Holy Spirit to see things change in a miraculous way in our life. So don't get comfortable with disappointment. I don't want you to get comfortable like I did. 
I'm, I'm, I'm probably not over it 100% because if I'm disappointed what I think, instead of thinking, oh, I'm just expecting it because it's something that happened to me, I just believe, oh, well, there's probably a better way. Oh, well, it's okay. You know, we learned about God covering us last weekend. And, and that's one thing I think about when I have disappointment. I think, you know what? It's okay. God will cover it. God will cover it. He'll make it right. You know, a lot of, a lot of uh, us are saying this recently because of some things that are happening to us. And we've said this many times before, and it says it two different times in Scripture. It says it's in the beginning in Genesis where it says God will turn what the devil means for evil for good. And in Genesis it says, actually, at the end of that, for the salvation of many. So what happens to you that the devil means for evil, God will turn it around for your good, and out of that, there will be salvation, and there will be people that will be changed. And then in the new covenant, it says, God, for those who love God, everything that the devil means for evil, he'll turn for your good, and then use it in your life to really, the way I look at it, put face into the devil's face and say, ooh, take that, devil. You tried to get me here? Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you what my God's going to do over here that's even greater. Come on now. That's even greater than what you tried to do to me over here. And don't get me wrong. I'm not diminishing that if you have a loss or you have something that has happened or there's something that you've been challenged with. Don't, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not making light of your plight but what I want you to do is not focus on the plight. I want you to focus on the promise that's going to bring you up and out of that plight so then you can glorify God and people will actually see there is something different about you. They will actually see, okay, wait a minute. There's some things that are happening in that person's life. They've had a lot hit them. How many have had a lot hit you that you think, I don't know if I can take this anymore, but you can because if you're willing to have faith in the power of the Holy Spirit and let the manifestation of what the Spirit of God wants to do in your life immeasurably more, then you will begin to see miracles and God, people will begin to believe that God is still a God of miracles. Amen? I'm expecting miracles. You know, I mean, we can go through life and we, we can have things that we are entertained by and that are exciting. And, and you know, obviously, I like excitement. Hello, how do we start? I gotta have some excitement. I gotta stir myself up. I gotta have something that's gonna take me out of this mindset and put me in this mindset. Well, your heart's actually here, but I'll say here. It's gotta be something that changes, changes from one point to the next point. So it might be something that has happened to you or something that didn't happen for you that you expected. It could be in several different areas. It could be financial, it could be physical, it could be relational. I'm a relational person. And this is an area where it tends to want to hit me so much more with disappointment. Then I begin to question. And then I begin to doubt. And then I begin to wonder. And then I start to struggle. And then I start to say, well, God, do you really still do what you said you did? Yes, he does. This is just Diane having this conversation with him. And I'm very honest with the Lord. And what I was saying to you earlier, I'm very honest and I'm very raw anymore. And I just lay it all out. Has anybody ever laid it all out before the Lord? If you're intimidated by laying it all out, let me encourage you, don't be intimidated. Because he's already seeing the nasty that's in there. And if you're honest with him and are very raw, then he knows you're changing. 
He knows that you're changing. So don't get comfortable with the disappointment. Don't allow the lack of expectancy or doubt. And my third fact is distractions. How many know that distractions can be our problems? They can be things that we think are impossible. Um, A few of the things that we can think that are impossible or possibly debt. Some of you, some of us, some of you, some of us, all of us at one point probably carry some sort of debt. And it's not always financial. It could be emotional debt. And you just think, will I ever get out of this debt? Will I ever? Well, if you keep thinking about the debt and will you ever get out of it, you'll never think about the possibility of a miracle because you're focusing on the thing that's holding you down. You're focusing on the very thing that's holding you down. It could be debt. It could be unworthiness. You just think, you know what? I've done all, thank you, God, that you at least saved me. I don't really expect anything else because I've been such a terrible person. I've done this and I've done that. You might have even killed somebody, but it doesn't matter to God because when you relinquish control of your life, everything that you've done, he says, I'll cover you and I'll cover it. And it's as if I've never seen that happen in your life. Wow. Wow. Because you are worthy, because his word declares that you're worthy, not because of you, but because of him. You are fearfully and wonderfully made, is what Psalm 139, 14 says. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. He also calls you the beloved. I don't know about you, but if somebody calls me the beloved, then they must be pretty close to me. There must be something intimate we have. There must be something that we have together that allows us to have that relationship. So you're worthy to them. You're actually the apple of his eye. You know what? You don't know how excited that makes me feel. Because there are many moments and many phases in my life where I felt unworthy because of things that I did, because of the mistakes and the failures that I've made in in, in the midst of my life right now. But I'm not worthy because of that. I'm worthy because of him. I'm worthy because he called me. I'm worthy because he filled me. I'm worthy because of who I belong to and what he's doing in me. And I want to be just like John. John 3.30. The Message Bible declares it so well. It says, this is what John says. He goes, I want to step off to the sidelines and let Jesus come on through. That's powerful, people. That is so powerful. When we get out of the way Woo, we get out of the way. We begin to see things from a different perspective. You are worthy. So unworthiness is a distraction. It's a problem. And the last one is problems might look too big. Well, you know what you're doing? You're becoming a minimalist. And the last time I checked the word or the scripture that I just read before at the beginning, that he can do immeasurably more. There's no minimal in that. We don't serve a God who just gives us just enough. We don't serve a God that makes things just enough for us. We serve a God that does more than enough. So when that problem hits you, that unexpected issue hits you, not only expect supernatural power to cover it, but the unexpected supernatural power to cover it. Hallelujah. That's exciting. 
So those three factors sometimes can cause us to really struggle. That would be doubt, disappointment, and distraction. And we have to allow those things maybe to come through and be able to see those things so that we can actually, what I like to do is I like to do the pros and the cons. If I've ever met with you, there's a lot of times I'll say, let's do the pros and let's do the cons. It's to do the pros and the cons of those three factors. And out of the pros and the cons, you begin to see, okay, here's the issues with my problems. Here's the promises that are the answers. They don't match up, people. The promises have so much more. Do you realize that one promise could be miraculously enough to cover all three of those factors? Come on. Come on. Aren't you, aren't you expectant today to see something change in your life by the power of the faith in the Holy Spirit? Come on. You know, I'm going to give you three points here in a minute that are going to help you. And they're, they're going to help you. They're going to challenge you. And they're going to set you free in some areas. I believe it. You know why? Because I prayed it and I believe it. And I know my God answers prayers. And I'm going to see some miraculous things start to take place in this room. And I'm going to start hearing those things happen in your life. Amen? Amen. All right. We've talked about what a miracle is. We've talked about what a struggle is. And now we're going to talk about how can we witness these things? How can we begin to see these things, these miraculous things around us? How can we do that? Okay? I'm going to go to a very, very familiar scripture. Very, one that we probably all know even if we're not well-versed, and it's one that has such a power behind it. And there are so many things that are in this scripture that I want you to hear as I read it. It's a little lengthy, but I'm going to read it for you because when we hear things, what comes? Faith. And you know, there's something the Lord said to me that when we're supposed to hear and hear and hear and hear the words of Jesus so that we can have faith, He said to me this the other day, you know, a lot of times we become very familiar with something. We're like, oh yeah, they taught on that before. Well, you know why you need to hear it again in the moment that you're going to hear it again is because you need it in that moment for your life at that time. Not because you already know it, but because you need it in that moment and it's going to look different and sound different, but yet it's going to bring life to you in the moment that you're in. And that's why you're hearing it because it's building up your faith to believe God that he can do those things in your life and that he can do the miracles that you're expecting or not expecting. But I want you to know that's why you need to hear it again and again and again. Let me go to the scripture. It is actually the scripture talking about the woman with the issue of blood. Again, this is one, I'm sure. We could probably all cite ourselves, but I'm going to read this out of the Passion Translation, and I want you to listen to it. In the crowd that day was a woman who had suffered greatly, 12 years from slow bleeding. Even though she had spent all that she had on healers, she was still suffering. Pressing in through the crowd, she came up behind Jesus and touched the fringe of his garment. We all know this story, I'm sure, but I really want you to be open to this. Instantly, her bleeding stopped, and she was healed. Instantly. There was something there. And Jesus suddenly stopped and said to his disciples, Hey, someone touched me. Who was it? Someone touched me. We're talking about Jesus, the healer. While they all denied it, Peter pointed out, Master, everyone is touching you. (laughs) Everyone that is around you. 
They're trying to get close to you. The crowds are so thick, we can't even walk through all these people without being jostled. Meaning shifted and moved from the place that you're trying to get to. And Jesus replied, yes, but I felt power surge through me. Someone touched me to be healed, and they received their healing. When the woman realized she couldn't hide any longer, she came and she fell trembling at Jesus' feet. Before the entire crowd, she declared, Jesus, for I knew, what are we seeing here? For I knew if I could just touch even the fringe of your garment, I would be healed. And Jesus responded, beloved daughter, beloved daughter. Your faith in me released your healing or your miracle. Your faith in me released your healing. You may go in peace. Well, I don't know about you, but we can read so many different things into that. We can read into the fact that she spent all of her resources, she spent all of her time, all of these things, and yet... Think about 12 consistent years of trying all that you know to try, going to doctors, trying holistic things, trying even strange things that we think, could this possibly be my miracle that will stop what is happening on the inside of me? Because what happened on the inside of her actually made her unclean in that culture. And so she felt shame on top of, I'm depleted of everything that I own and everything that I have and everything that I think. But there was something, something that she thought, eh, I'll just give it one more try. Because I heard about this Jesus. And I've already spent everything else, I might as well do this too. So there was something that stirred in her, and that was stirring was her faith. Her faith to believe that, you know, maybe this is the time. Maybe this is the season. And I'm going to take that chance. Even though I'm not to be among everybody else, no one will know. I'll just kind of hover in. But if I could just touch the fringe, just the fringe. Do you know what a fringe, like, like fringe, just tiny little piece. It could be a thread that is on your cloak or on your coat or on your shirt, if I could just touch that. It wasn't even actually touching his body, but it was touching the thing that he was wearing because the power that was operating in him didn't stop because of this. It actually worked through that. There's a miracle, people. If you know that you could wear something that could have a miracle in it, don't you think you'd be wearing it day in and day out and day in and day out? She decided, I'm going to give it one more time. I'm going to give it one more chance. And what happened? What happened when she gave it one more chance? She received her miracle. You know, Joel Osteen, I heard him say a message one time, let every no that you are experiencing let you know that you're one step closer to your yes. Every no that she had of doctors spending all her resources, probably weeping in the middle of the night, Wondering, and even the, the depletion of energy. That's what I think sometimes when I think she was kind of hovered. 
is that she was just struggling because she was worn out from everything that she's been depleted from. But she had hope one more time. And what that was, what that was is my first point that I'm going to share with you. And the number one point is cultivate an atmosphere of expectancy. You have to cultivate or create an atmosphere for something that you're believing for, that you have to be expecting for, right? You have to cultivate that atmosphere. Just like what we do up here when we praise and we worship, you know what we're doing? We're setting an atmosphere so that the word can actually penetrate your heart. We're setting an atmosphere where we're laying everything down in our lives and focusing on the one that actually can do the work that we need done. That's what praise and worship does. It sets an atmosphere for the word to work in your life. But we have to cultivate an atmosphere um, of expectancy. And how we do that, the Lord said this to me. He said, don't let, don't let logic talk you out of your miracle. Don't let logic talk you out of your miracle. Because I don't know about you, we can become very logistic about our faith. Well, you know, this didn't happen, so this probably won't happen. Well, the last time I checked my Bible, God's not a man that he could lie, and he'll never violate his word. So if he said it, that settles it, even if we don't see it the way that he does it. That shouldn't change our faith just because he doesn't do it our way. <laughs> it shouldn't change things happening in our life just because he doesn't do it the way we want him to do it. Actually, what it should do is increase your faith because when he does something in your life, he does it better than what you were even asking or thinking. So cultivate an atmosphere of expectancy. Also, be excited about those miracles. Be excited about miracles that are happening in your life. We, we, we learned a couple week, weeks ago, too, that which really gave me my excuse, and I think I shared this last weekend, is that enthusiasm attracts the manifestation of God's presence enthusiasm not Debbie Downer wah, wah, wah. but enthusiasm enthusiasm about God's word in your life enthusiasm about the impact that you as God walking around impacts another life enthusiasm enthusiasm <laughs> enthusiasm come on now enthusiasm actually causes miracles to happen through you because you're getting excited about the very power that is at work in you by the Holy Spirit. And, and lastly, on that point, keep on hearing and declaring faith, which means keep on hearing and declaring an expectancy. She said, if I just touch him. Keep on declaring that. If I just touch him, just the fringe of the garment. I got to watch. I don't want to fall off the stage, but we can believe for a miracle here. That if I do, and I won't. But anyway, just touching the fringe, just touching that piece. She had an expectancy. Hey, why not? I'm going to put my faith out there. I know I've had all these other failures, but I'm going to put my faith out there. And because he said, he did it. Healing left me. Surge of power. Power because there was faith in the room. Faith in the area. We sang about that this morning. With all the faith in the room. Oh, what the Lord can do, right? My second point is exchange your impossible for his possible. Exchange your impossible for his possible. Meaning, change, exchange your failures 
Oh, this is so good. I want you to get this. Exchange your failures for his faithfulness. Because all of those failures that she had by spending all her money, doing all that she knew to do, all of those failures, what she do? She exchanged all of those things for the faithfulness of Jesus that was healer and was declared that and was, it was interesting and she thought, I'm going to try it. Whoo, and so thankful that she did. So she exchanged all of her failures for his faithfulness. Next, we need to exchange our doubt for his deliverance. Exchange the doubt that we've allowed to come in in our life, in our life, our daily life. Exchange that doubt for the deliverance that he says that he can do miracles in your life because it's just the manifestation of the spiritual power that is at work. Exchange your doubt for his deliverance. And then don't give up on it. Because you know what happens a lot of times? We get so close to our miracle. And we feel so worn out by, our mir- by believing and believing and believing and believing and believing. And we're not seeing anything. And then we just get like, you know, I just think I'm going to give up on this because I haven't seen anything. No, never give up on the word because the word never gives up on you. That word, if it would have given up on you, it, would have went to, it wouldn't have went to the cross and took care of all the things that it needed to take care of for you to live a life of spiritual power and faith and miraculous things to happen on the inside of you and through you. Ooh, does that not speak something to you? And lastly in that, she touched him, and she, what she did was she exchanged her problem for his power. <laughs> I love that. If you have an impossible need or situation, you know what you are today? You are a prime candidate for a miracle. Woo, yes. You are a prime candidate for a miracle. And some of you are looking at me like, yeah, I don't know if I believe that. Well, you know what? Yeah, you're not going to get your miracle. (laughs) Because it takes faith by the power of the Holy Spirit. And you've been given every measure of faith that you need. Every measure of faith that you need to receive and walk in the miraculous power of Jesus himself, you have. So make that exchange. And my last point, my last point. Pastor Aaron said something to me the other day, and it just it stuck with me. And I thought, okay, God, that's a, that's a really good point. Oh, I think I'll put that into my message. Because, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I'm so thankful for my pastor We got a man who is, yes, amen, amen. Give it up for Pastor Aaron. We have a man who not only knows and studies the word of God like you just don't understand, and I have to ask for forgiveness sometimes because sometimes it gets annoying because I'm like, you know, you need to pay attention to me a little bit. (laughs) And I've repented for that. Doesn't mean it doesn't happen again, but I have repented. Anyway. But he said something to me, and, and, and you know, it was that moment that I've said this many times before that God has so graciously given me the ability to separate my husband from my pastor. And so when he says something that does something in my spirit, it's like, pay attention to that. There's a reason why he said that to you. There's a reason that you need to know this. He said this. He said, don't miss, which is my third point, don't miss the significant 
looking for the spectacular. And I thought, boom, there it is. There it is. Can we believe and expect spectacular? You better believe it. But we also need to believe and expect significant things in our day-to-day life for miracles. Miracles happen every single day. Do you pay attention to them? Little things are just as important as the big things. I thought this, I thought, the very fact that we're breathing right now, sitting in a church, is a miracle. That is truly a miracle. Because some people struggle to even breathe. Some people can't get out of their bed without feeling exhausted. And they gasp for their breath. If you have breath in your lungs, you're not done. And he's got something he wants to do in you. And he wants to do miraculous things through you if you have the faith to believe him by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's a miracle that you may even be sitting in church today and serving Jesus. Come on. I know this as a testimony in my life even though it was 30 plus years ago, it's still a miracle (laughs) that I became so desperate that I had nowhere else to turn but to the one who saved me from the worst possible place and the one who has blessed me beyond comprehension and the one who has done immeasurably more than I could ask, imagine, or dare think in my life. If he stopped today, I could be completely oversatisfied. But here's the great thing about my Jesus. He doesn't stop. He's a continual thing. Come on, come on, come on. He does it every single day. You have breath in your lungs, come on. You're sitting in church serving Jesus and if you're not and you're sitting in church, that can change. You can serve. You are called. Listen, in our households, we divvy up chores. Sometimes it's a struggle to get them done but we still divvy up chores. So that means we all have a point in our house and all have something to add and to bring and to supply to our home that help us to accomplish what we need to accomplish. No different in the house of Jesus. No different. You're valuable. You're needed. You're important. You have a gift. You have something that you need to actually impart into your home so that it brings value and equity to a degree that no one could match it and couldn't be compared anywhere else. So it's a miracle too that you're growing and you're seeing the things that God is doing in your life. Most didn't notice this in that scripture, but Jesus said, someone bumped into me and the disciples said, people are bumping into you everywhere. But you know what? It was that woman's moment. It was her moment to cultivate that atmosphere, to exchange the impossible for his possible, and to not miss the significant of her life for the spectacular. She was hidden. There was nothing spectacular about that moment until he said, beloved, 
you are healed. So the miracle happened in the significant of her getting there. And it manifested because of her faith in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Did you get something today? Did you get something that God wanted you to receive? You know, things sometimes might seem very simple, but they're very, very significant. And they are miracles. So I want you to begin to see and have a perspective differently of a time where I'm gonna see my miracle. I'm not gonna doubt it. And my miracle may not look like I think, but I'm still going to expect a miracle from the one who's the miracle working one. And I'm gonna see those things change in my life. And I'm going to expect, exchange those things. I'm gonna cultivate my atmosphere and I'm gonna believe, amen? You're here, you have an opportunity this day. You know, it's actually what? Uh, August 20th, 2023 at 11.16, a.m. This could be your moment for your miracle. It will never be that time in your life ever again or in time period. It will never be this date. So why miss this opportunity for your miracle to happen in your life today? Amen.